So why the lotus flower? I chose the purple lotus flower as my inspiration during my healing journey because when this flower emerges above the mud to the sunlight, regardless of any challenges, the flower blooms with eight petals in three days into a beautiful fragrant purple flower. The flower finally moved towards the light of wisdom. This flower symbolizes enlightenment. The lotus flower is uniquely tied to the Buddhist path and creation. This flower is very rare, like myself, but it's often protected by others because of its unique symbolism. The symbolism of the flower represents peace and harmony between its emotions and its beliefs. There are often three steps to enlightenment. Number one is awareness. Awareness is pretty much knowing your significant part of purpose in life. Number two is non-detachment. Um, this is pretty much freedom from toxic relationships or freedom from anything that does not serve you. And number three, that's your spiritual awakening. That's when your ego transcends and then you become more aware and have more a sense of uh, truth and reality of life. Hey, you guys, this is Candace. Welcome to my YouTube channel, Purpose Lotus Flowers. I'm here to help you navigate through your healing journey. My mission is to encourage women to move forward on healing from past relationships, from childhood trauma, from anything that's stopping them from moving forward to becoming either business women, better wives, better mothers, whatever it is in their journey, I'll be able to assist with that. By doing so, I'll be able to assist men in defining their role in this journey as well. So Candace, you mentioned that the first step uh, is awareness. So to become aware, obviously you have to find out that there are some issues that you're dealing with. Uh, when did you first become aware that you had some past traumas? Um, last marriage. I've been married three times, if people don't know. Um, my very last marriage that I had, that one right there put me on my toes. It brought me to a bigger understanding that it's something else deeper that's going on within myself and that I need to actually sit and I need to figure out what it is. Being married three times, it's a lot of emotional, you know, things that went on during that time. But when you don't change your mindset and you don't become aware of things or accept accountability for the things you do, you will find yourself keep doing circles over and over again. And I realized that when I got married a third time, I said something that has to be wrong. So I sat down and I said, I have issues that streaming from childhood that I need to fix. And it was my issues with my father. Um, my father was not the father that I needed him to be, you know, during my childhood times. And once I grew up, um, that disconnection became a whole lot more gapped, you know, where is your father supposed to be there to show you your worth, showing you how to be treated as a woman, um, showing you things that you're supposed to go through as far as a woman in a man situation, even when you're married, your father should also be able to show you those things as well. But not having that, it affected me a lot. So I found a lot of avoidance that I had with my father and I was trying to find it in men. And me getting married those three times, I took those same three circles because I never healed in between time. So when I got married to my son's father, which was my very first marriage at 18 years old, I never healed after that. I ended up getting married again, you know, after maybe like a year and a half, but I didn't actually stop and do an actual healing journey in the process. I pretty much, you know, growing up, you're like, oh, 
okay, that's it. I'm good. I'm done. I'm going to go to the next one because you're scared of being alone. I was scared of being by myself. I had a son. I was a new mother. Um, I didn't really know what to do. So I ended up getting married again, got into a situation and I came about the same thing again. It was me still having my issues that I never fixed, which was having me look at men like they was my father because I was trying to find the void and fill the void in my father. So that actually happened in my second marriage. And then I got married again the third time. I did not heal in between that one as well. So that also brought me <laughs> to another situation where I'm like, oh, my goodness, there's something else that's going on. I have to stop. This cannot go any longer. So when I became aware of that, that's when everything started for me. I stopped. I left that toxic relationship in that marriage. And now I had the opportunity to sit down and actually heal and find out who I was and not knowing that whole person that whole time that wasn't me. Right. So I, there's two interesting things that you mentioned. And that was the first one, obviously, uh, is accountability. I know a lot of people uh, appear to be afraid of that word. Um, but there's another one that I wanted to mention as well. And you use the word scared. So obviously uh, accountability is uh, knowing, you know, what what you put into this situation that made it a problem, but also just admitting that you were scared to be alone. I think that most people, not even just women, uh, most people actually do um, have that fear and never acknowledge it. So for you, um, acknowledging that point of, you know, the fear of, of being alone, how did you overcome that? Because obviously that fear is there, but, you know, how do you overcome that obstacle? Um, I began to do a little bit more self-love. Um, first things first, you have to love yourself. And because I didn't go through that from the first, from the first time I got married until then, I love them more than I love myself. So when you don't love yourself, you will tolerate certain things from people, jobs, <laughs> family, relationships, kids, and so on and so on. Um, it's kind of like a weakness empath. You become a people pleaser. And that's what I was. I was people pleasing because I didn't really know my purpose in life at the time. I didn't really understand who I was. And I was pretty much just trying to have people get along with me. I wanted people to just love me and this and that and the other. Not knowing it starts with you. Right. Everything you need in life and purpose, it starts within yourself. And you have to be able to do that. Once you master loving yourself, you start to become a different person because now you're like, who was that person that I was a few years ago? I don't know her. You know, I know who I am now. I totally like activities and just new things that I do and stuff that I didn't even think that I would like. So loving yourself is that first step. You can't love anyone else more than you love yourself. That's for sure. And that's definitely a fact that I think a lot of people overlook. And unfortunately never actually come to that uh to that conclusion that they need to do that now also too i know that you mentioned you know previously about uh pretty much a traumatic uh you know relationship with your you know with your father um how important is it to address that issue in order to get past it um a lot of shadow work <laughs> and shadow work to people not knowing what that is shadow work is going back and doing a reflection so I sat back and I reflected on what was it that was actually keeping me stuck and not making me move forward in relationships and everything else. And it was that. <laughs> so going back, I had to actually write a letter to my father, you know, and express how I felt because talking to him was just one of the things I wasn't able to do, you know, 
he's not really a person that wants to listen to a lot of things. So writing a letter to him, expressing to him how I feel. And then I had to actually forgive myself. I forgave myself. I forgave him so that I can come to peace with that. I knew that my father was not going to be a part of my life after I got done with what I was doing because I've been fighting for a long time, 37 years trying to see where my dad can fit into my life of things. Graduations came, all kind of stuff. And he was like, you know, it was more, I think it's childhood trauma for him as well that he didn't heal from. So he didn't know how to properly be there as a father, especially with girls, you know, to help me navigate through life and do what I supposed to do. So some things he was there for to tell me more street smart things. But when it comes to being a wife and um, being a mother and things of that nature, that education wasn't given to me from him. You know, my mom, single mother, she did what she could, you know, to help me. Right. And, and I, I know you mentioned that he may have passed along some street smarts. Um, I think and, and also what you mentioned about, you know, how to uh, navigate life as a, you know, as a wife or a mother. I think the, the most important thing missing there is is love. And I think a lot of a lot of men, unfortunately, unfortunately, don't have their fathers in their lives. So they never learn this component of, you know, actual love. Mm -hmm. um, again, that's not an excuse. Um, but obviously it is, you know, something that we as men have dealt with. And unfortunately, we pass those traits along to, you know, our, our children, and especially I think it's detrimental when it comes to daughters. Um, with that being said, though, having that relationship and being able to express that to him, um, I, I guess the next question is how important is it for him to be receptive of that? Or is it just more important that you get it off your chest? Um, it's more important for me because my healing journey is about me. It's not really about anybody else. So even with now, with me speaking upon and being vulnerable right now to the world and letting you guys know what's really going on, this is not about anybody else. This is not for me to point fingers at anybody. This is not for me to have family members upset at me or anything. It's me being me, reintroducing myself because that Candace that I was a couple of years ago, she no longer exists anymore. And a lot of that come from me not being living an authentic person, being a people pleaser, like I said. Exactly. And, and pe trying to please everyone is definitely going to be a downfall. I think we've all learned that at some point or another. Um, just listening to your story, though, and obviously I think it's going to be important for a lot of people to hear it. Um, when you share this story, what, what effect do you, uh, do you want it to have on the listeners? I would love for women to stop and just realize that they're queens. Realize your worth. Realize how important it is to heal between different situations that you go through, whether it's a family member, whether it's a relationship um, or whatever. The importance of stopping, becoming aware and saying something has to stop. Don't point fingers anymore. Once that first time something happens, you might be the victim that first time. That next time, you're no longer the victim because you know better. So when you know better, you should be able to evolve and do better. Exactly. That's when that word accountability comes into play. Yeah. Because, yeah, definitely you can you can be fooled the first time because maybe you were, you know, taken off guard. But once you know what a situation is, um, unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, it becomes kind of, uh, yeah, you've made the decision at this point. And even though you've seen all the, the clues, all the details, and you still move forward in that relationship, uh, whether that be a family relationship or, you know, a romantic relationship, either one of those, 
Um, once you see the the signs, and, and it sounds easy, obviously, I know mm-hmm. that you should just you know head for the hills, but obviously it's not that easy. If it was, everyone would have you know non toxic relationships, so that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, but now that you know that, and obviously you've become aware, you've addressed the uh, the situation. Uh, what I really want to ask you is, how did that affect the way you raised your own son? Oh, my son had to uh, deal with a few traumas with me. Being married three times, that's trauma for my son. He had three men come in his life and they're gone, you know, by me filing a divorce all three times, you know, due to me running, you know, and I was running from a childhood issue. Like I stated with my father, a lot of times we run and I kept saying, I'll deal with another time. I'll deal with it another time. I, and you're going to keep throwing it back and throwing it back, and it's going to keep coming back. Keep right. coming back. And it came back in my marriages. Not one time. <laughs> Two times, but three, three times. times. And the universe said, I'm going to give them to you this third time. <laughs> and when I give them to you this third time, I'm going to put you on your knuckles because I need you to wake up and understand you need to deal with your, your father issues mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Because that is holding you from moving forward and doing what you need to do. Right. And now, see, and this is this is a thing, too. And I just wanted to I wanted to highlight this in that situation, because oftentimes, especially as men, uh, we talk a lot about this type of situation with women and their daughters. Mm -hmm. So we always say about, you know, with your daughter, um, you don't want your daughter seeing like this rotating uh, carousel of men or whatever. But I think it's also just as important for a son. And we often overlook that, though. We we never kind of, you know, look into that situation. Now, with that being said, though. Um, just going back over that and, and seeing how that affected your, you know, your parenting with your son. Um, mm-hmm. Has there ever been any conversation as far as like maybe uh, addressing that from your end or like, mm-hmm. or I'll ask this. Um, I'm pretty sure because you're on your healing journey that it's been addressed. So who initiated that address? Like, was it was it you or was it him? That was my son. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm my surprised. Son. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. My son definitely, he uh, came to me, he did a little shot of work himself and came and sat down with me and expressed himself about, you know, how that made him feel. You know, mm. it sent him into a, a whole nother different situation as well. Like sitting up there watching your mom get married three times and, you know, not even possibly not getting along, you know, with, especially with my last husband, there was no relationship there, gotcha. you know, with them. So, and that's, that's another thing, you know, you be a mom and you have a dude that's in your life and they don't really interact with your child like that. What type of mom are you, you know, to do things like that? And that was me. I had to forgive myself for that. Mm. You know, it's like, no, my son, he's a he's a package. He come with me. Exactly. You know, so <laughs> it is even though he's older, you know, mm-hmm. my son's 20 years old, but he's still a package. Right. You definitely. Know, he's a package deal. No matter what age he is, he's still your son. And, and of course. When you're going into a new relationship, then it, it is a package deal. And I think we've we've all been in situations where uh, we've uh, either, you know, dated someone who had mm-hmm. a child or we were the ones uh, with a child that dated someone. So, I mean, definitely that's something that you have to deal with. And when he initiated that conversation, though, uh, I'm curious, like, how did you receive that? Like, were you ready to receive the message um, he was trying to transfer? I was ready to receive it because I had already started my healing journey a little bit. So when he came at me, I was a lot more stronger than what I was before. I think my son also realized that, too. He knew when I first came home, like my mom was really like kind of going through it. So he kind of let me do my thing. And then he finally came in and he said something to me. He knew I was ready for that conversation. But my thing is, when you become, 
um, aware of everything and your spiritual awakening happens, you become more focused. Mm -hmm. You get an opportunity. You don't need closure. In other words, your closure comes from everything around you because once you do your mind, once you change your mindset, everything around you falls in place. Mm -hmm. And then you get your closure from there. So you don't have to go seeking at your ex. You don't have to go calling, you know, trying to find out why they broke up with you or why things aren't working. You don't have to do that. Everything and all your answers and everything that you need, your wisdom, your enlightenment, it's internal. That's it's in there. That's very interesting because I uh, we've had several shows before where we've actually addressed this topic of you know closure. Mm -hmm. So for you, closure isn't as important, you know, possibly as it used to be. Is, mm -hmm. is that the case? No, because what is your past doing for you? You learned your lesson, right? Hmm. That's okay. And that's that. <laughs> so my lesson came three times gotcha. in a repeated situation. Hmm. And um, it was up to me to wake up and understand it's a lesson. Right. So I don't regret being married the three times. Hmm. Um, there's nothing wrong as far as me not trying to seek closure from them. I don't need apologies from them or anything because at the end of the day, it was me. You get what I'm saying? Sure. They had their situations that they had that they may not heal from. Because, of course, all three of them, they had childhood issues, um, childhood issues as well that they didn't heal from. And then I had it. So you got two broken people together that can't get right. right. You know, you can't fix a relationship when both of you guys are broken and you cannot heal in a relationship. That's for sure. People feel like, oh, I can heal. We can get only to a certain extent. Those right. people have to be working very hard to do that because... This journey by myself has been hard. It right. has been very rough. It's not easy mm -hmm. trying to heal. And then you become lonely. You still kind of convert back to feeling lonely. Like, oh, I need to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And it seems like we're conditioned to think we need people, you know, with us. Or we always have to be with someone. You don't have to be with anyone. Because when you have that self-love, man, that peace and harmony is something else. <laughs> and, and you know what? What you what you said there is is definitely truth. I mean, I've I've known... A few women and, and some men as well, uh, but I, I've known a few women who, who honestly do move in that capacity that they just need to not be alone. Um, and I did for a while, honestly, I did think that that was a female thing, but it's it's not. This is across the board. This is a human being thing. Um, so, I mean, knowing that or becoming aware of that obviously took some time. So with with that knowledge, though, obviously, I, I think this is why this this whole platform is important. Yeah. So let's just I, I just want to ask this question. I know everyone asked this question, <laughs> but I'm going to ask it again anyway. Knowing everything that you know now, obviously, mm -hmm. what would you go back way, 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 way back to tell yourself to try to maybe avoid some of these things? What would you tell your younger self? I would have told my younger self to be patient and let things happen naturally. Um, I would have learned to sit down and take accountability for things like not pointing fingers because right. we've pointed fingers for a very long time at people. And you have to understand as well, you are a reflection of yourself. When you're looking at someone else or whoever you're dating, they're a reflection of you. So when you find things wrong with that person, it's really a deeper conditioning of yourself that you need to fix. Hmm. Most of the time, that's what it is. So if you have something that just somebody just irritate the heck out of you, 
it is a deeper condition of yourself that you need to fix or you need to sit down and figure out why am I so irritated by this person? That's pretty deep. I never really looked at it like that. It is exactly what it is. And see, I was irritated with things with my ex-husband a lot of times because it was pretty much like he had the same traumas that I had as well. And I'm looking at him. He's looking at me and we're reflecting off of each other, but we're not doing anything about it. It's like, oh, you got problems with your father, too. Oh, you got problems with your father, too. And we're pointing fingers, but no one is trying to stop and do anything about it. So when you know when you notice things like that, I guess how hard is it to to kind of voice that in a relationship, especially when you're talking about two people who you've uh, mentioned before were pretty much broken. Like so, how do you even introduce that conversation? Because I know what I would think. Just uh, you know, <laughs> off the handle, I would think, how are you going to tell me that I'm broken when you're broken? So now we're just arguing. Yeah. So like, how do you even introduce that? If you are trying to, you know, heal within that relationship. Yeah, it's all communication. A lot mm. of times we don't know how to communicate with each other. With, with each other. Growing up, you got to understand a lot of men, mm. you're not taught to be vulnerable. At to all. talk and communicate. Usually men are like, oh, be quiet. You know, you don't need to talk. <laughs> uh, it's okay. You know, don't cry. That's for the weak. Not sure. actually expressing and telling a man or a boy that little that it's okay to cry because crying is healing. It man. allows you to communicate. It allows you to let someone know what's really going on in your mind. And if you don't start that when they're younger, it does become a problem. Now I have your son <laughs> that does not communicate and he shuts down because as exactly. a kid, you told him, don't express itself. That's mm -hmm. weakness and don't cry. And when they get with women, it's the same thing. You know, women are trying to talk and express, you know, women, we talk. We yes, emotional yes, creatures, you guys of do. course. Yes, you <laughs> so guys we're do. always talking. And, you know, I think that's really the hard part when it comes to the men on that. And you have some men that communicate, but those ones that do not communicate, it's a hard barrier to get through. That's got to be pretty rough. I can imagine. And then women, you have women on that back end that's raised like... Oh, it's okay. Be independent. Get mm -hmm. your bag. You don't need a man. You have women that's being raised independent. That causes a problem as well. Because when she gets into a relationship with a man, she's too independent. That's where masculinity comes from. Mm -hmm. Now you have this masculine woman that's so independent. She worried about her bag. She can't support her husband. She can't nurture her husband. She can't nurture her kids. Yeah. Because she's too worried about getting that bag. She don't have wife material at this point. Right. So you have women that's on Instagram now. I see them now. They getting a bag. They independent. But men not trying to marry them either. <laughs> so I've, I've seen a lot, you know, yeah. a lot of topics about that. Mm -hmm. And I guess since we're on that subject, we'll go ahead and ask about that. Um, do you do you think that at this point, some women may be too independent? Yeah, they're really independent. They take. Mm -hmm submissive the wrong way <laughs> you know submissive comes from they think oh i'm not bowing down to a man and it doesn't have anything to do with that you're becoming a partner equally partners right. but you have two healed people together and one relationship that can make magic happen you have mm -hmm. a woman that's supposed to be feminine she's supposed to be able to nurture her household nurture herself mm -hmm. that's where that self-care comes in if you already had that self-care and that inner love and you operating from your heart there's no way you're going to go wrong when you go into your relationship. And you also have a man that's healed from his past issues. Both of you guys healed from your past issues. 
Now you got this big old explosion of vibrations that's going to happen between you guys because both of you already know what's going on. It's a lot of conversations that may not mm. even have to be said because it's already understood. Y'all sure. heal. Y'all been through all the trauma, you know, separately from each other. And when y'all get together, she knows exactly how to take care of herself as a woman, be feminine to him, nurture her kids. She'll right. know how to nurture his ego. Right. You gotta know how to nurture that man ego. You gotta be able to stroke that thing and stimulate it when you need to. Unfortunately, so, this is very true. We hey. do have to have our ego <laughs> stroked. I will admit that. That's man, that. women. We have these women that have trust issues and they have loyalty issues from their past relationships, and they get a good man. He doing his thing, and then boom, here you go. You hit them with the trust issues and the problems. Mm-hmm. Where the men go wrong at? You don't walk out the door because yeah. the moment that she don't trust you, the moment that she don't show a loyalty to you mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you need as a man, because you head of the household, you leave, she's supposed to fall in line. Right. When that don't happen, you need to walk out the door mm. if you can't have that conversation with her. Right. So you had that conversation with her and you bag it right there and then. If she don't do it and then next time come around, you need to leave. Right. And I, and I think that is an important thing. And. So I don't want to make it seem like, you know, you should you should bail at the first sign of uh, trauma. But also, too, you got you have to know yourself and understand, you know, whether or not you're able to actually handle the situation. Yeah. And if you're not able to handle that situation, then, yes, you should exit stage left because mm-hmm. all you're doing at this point is making things worse. And that's our issue that we don't want as far as people being scared to let go. That's your mm-hmm. first step right there. You have to let go. When you let go of something that's disturbing your energy and mm-hmm. it's messing up your peace, for some reason, we become more glued. Right. And we don't separate. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as a man, you enabling her from right. not healing herself from her past relationship. You already know that she came out of a, a bad relationship. Y'all mm-hmm. talked about it. Right. Your first question to her should be, so what steps did you take to heal from that? Mm-hmm. Are you okay? Are you still, you know, going through those issues or whatever the case may be? That's something you need to ask instead of always trying to pull your penis out when you have sex. Right. You having <laughs> sex with her and that's blocking, right. you know, a lot of common sense things. You need to talk to mm-hmm. her and see where her head at. Right. So you are her mindset at, so you don't even get into that situation. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you got four babies later, right. <laughs> grandkids, buyer, and all of this, and you're cheating, and you all out <laughs> in the streets doing what you can do, and you could have just left the first time. Right. See, that's where my men go wrong, and then you have women that do it as well. So it's like we're enabling each other. Right. Nobody wants to leave. Everybody just stay. Like, there's yeah. no one else out here in the world that you can date. This and I've true. been there and done that, so I'm not here to put judgment on anybody because I did it. Right. I stayed. I was scared. I was like, oh, my God, I may not find nobody else better than that. But right. see, that's those negative thoughts that you have in your head. Yeah. And you it's know? easy to put things into the to the atmosphere. Yeah. And once even it accidentally. Stick, yeah. yeah. Once it's thick, that's you. So everything that you pretty much said in your life or whatever that comes out your mouth, that's your reality. You create your mm-hmm. own reality. So you speak upon that. That tongue is very powerful. So when you say, oh, my goodness, I'm not going to find nobody else better than him or her. That's what you're going to get right there because you're mm-hmm. afraid to move. You got to move out that situation. And once you leave, you stay to yourself, focus on yourself. Come more aware of the things that you need to fix about yourself, those flaws. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You find divinity in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can find it in that flaw, fix it, and you'll become peaceful. For sure. Now, obviously, I, I know you're you're further along in your journey than <laughs> than, than a lot of people. Uh, just, I mean, and, and that's a, that's a good thing. So you've become aware. You, you're far into like probably the third step at this point. 
So this is just the uh, the first episode, so we don't want to go too far in. Yeah. Um, but I do want to backtrack just one last time before we get out of here for this first episode. And I just want to go back to the conversation that you had with your son. Now, obviously, you said that you think that he noticed at this point you were strong enough to, to have this conversation. So I think by saying that um, for you, I think that's kind of an admittance that he may have been a little further along in his journey than you. So with that being said, um, how do you think he got so far into his journey but like before you? Like, how did that even happen? Or do you know? Or have you had that conversation? I know a little. My son mm. was, uh, <laughs> he became enlightened and aware maybe 2017 or 18. Mm. I truly think it came from my last marriage and the military mixed in. Mm. My son was in military. He went to boot camp, and that's where he became a little bit enlightened and things, and he started questioning things. Gotcha. And um, I didn't understand what he was going through the stages. I'm like, why is my child kind of going through these things? You know, it was like a a different role than what I had seen before, and I couldn't really put my hand on it and understand it until I came up out of my situation. When I came up out of my situation, that's mm -hmm. when I really learned of like a lot of things and the reason why he was feeling the way he was feeling and doing certain things he was doing. School was not going so well. Right. Um, military wasn't, you know, wasn't what he really, really wanted. It was a lot of things like that. And I was yeah. like, I forced him. Mm. to do things i forced them to go to school mm. <laughs> now you know as parents we always say go to college go to college and to be honest with you some people just not built for college just you know? not built for for college I, I think the most important thing is to encourage encourage uh learning mm -hmm. whether that be through the traditional you know college education or from whatever just en mm -hmm. encourage knowledge and learning yeah so however you get that. My yeah. mom went to college, got her master's degree. So I was like, oh, I want to be like my mom. So mm -hmm. I went, got my master's degree, and I sit back and look, and I said, <laughs> man, I could be a billionaire without even going to college. I don't need to Definitely. go to college. I can do my thing just like this. Definitely. All right, so we are coming to the end of episode one, and uh, we've covered a lot of ground at this point. Um, but I do want to leave the people with, uh, you know, just a, a few sentiments. So I, I wanted to ask you this uh, on the way out. I know previously – we asked about, you know, what you would tell your younger self if you had a chance to go back. But let's just change that dynamic a, a bit and say, like, what would you say to, you know, a, a 13 or 14 year old girl who's having challenges, uh, you know, finding her place or, you know, finding awareness in her journey uh, at this point? Like, what what were some of the things you would tell her or uh, at this point, like possibly, you know, any resources or something that she might be able to take advantage of at this point? Because I know it was, it was a lot different when we were 13 and 14. Mm -hmm. There's a, honestly a lot less things available at this point, even though mm -hmm. we've got way more access to information. But it seems mm -hmm. like the resources are not as much. So, like, what would you say to the, thir the 13 or 14-year-old young lady who's, uh, you know, having trouble navigating through her journey? Yeah, this is definitely um, the reason for this platform. Um Personally, with me assisting women in healing themselves and even with fathers, I would hope that this will help them to help their, their teenage daughters. Me, I had my mom to talk to at that time. You know, even though your mom, they don't have all the answers all of that time, but it's something that can give you a baseline. 13-year-olds, um, a lot of them are lost. It is not a lot of resources for them. They can't go on the internet. They can't look at Instagram and Facebook for it because 
you have people in here that's not being good role models. So women, we need to step up. We need to start healing. We need to start being able to move forward, teach our daughters, you know, better ways to go about things. So big sister programs, things like that. Hopefully we can kind of open that up so these girls can be guided in the right direction so they don't end up the way that I did or like their mothers or, you know, the things, especially the things that they're saying on social media. For sure. For sure. And I definitely thank you for that. And this has been a wonderful episode one. Uh, just to kind of give people a teaser, uh, what should they expect for episode two? Ooh. <laughs> episode two, we're going to talk about me, of course. <laughs> but no, I'm going to talk about some of the projects that I'm going to be having coming up. Um, I'm going to do a women conference um, in May. So we're going to try to do it at the end of May. I'm still getting um, a couple of bookings and dates and stuff that I have for that. Um, I want women, I want women to come out, celebrate themselves, learn how to, you know, start preparing, self-care, start moving forward, healing from relationships. I got a lot of women coming out of bad relationships for some reason, you know, even myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here to help because I know how hard it is for them to do it by themselves. So. For sure. So this has been a great episode one, uh, but it's time to get up out of here. So uh, let the people know where they can find you at, Candice. You can find me on my YouTube station, Purpose Lotus Flower 888. Make sure you like and subscribe and also follow me on my Instagram page, Purpose Lotus Flower 888 for some inspirational posts. You guys have a good day. See you later. Hola. Lotus Flower by Firefly. She take me high I can teach you all the sounds of love Flower bomb Let me get your favorite fragrance